Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. It's Jackie and James. Lindsay's going to be joining us in a hot second, but um, yeah, we're here on the after show. We're back and we got a lot to talk about. Um, So apparently Jujutsu Kaisen and Zom 100 are on breaks, James. Yes. But we had not had the opportunity to talk about them. So we're going to definitely be talking about that. Uh, Let me see what else Lindsay told us. Vinland Saga, uh, there was an article that we had a pretty strong reaction to uh, mm-hmm. comments wise, apparently. Um, and there's like a lot of different elements to that interview is really, really good. So we'll be talking about that. And then I think I'm going to talk about um, the last boss, heretical queen villainous to savior. I think I said that right. I might've messed up a word. Did I, mess up I, mean, a word? Well, I was actually looking it up. I can't remember, but I like, think the important thing is I know which one you're talking about. So. Yes. um and then what else are we is that it am i uh we were thinking about maybe talking about dark gathering a little bit what else james tell me uh gosh i mean i know that um undead murder farce is still going oh yes Um, i'm caught up are you caught up i am not i have been in germany for the last week or so and so uh, which is super cool but um a fun fact about germany uh uh t-mobile cell phone uh service doesn't work great there um, at least I didn't. I'm shocked that Germany has bad Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I, I had. It was one of those things where I had access to the internet, but it was the kind of internet where uh, everything I needed to do to like stay caught up with stuff was just out of reach. Um, yeah, but it was still a great time. But no, I'm not caught up. But I'm interested to hear all about it. Yeah, um, there's a lot going on, Lindsay. We told them everything we're going to be chatting about. I guess. Oh, okay. I guess it kind of, where do we want to begin? And that's up to Lindsay, so. Okay, so you you told them we're going to talk about Vinland Saga and JJK and Murder Farce and other stuff because, yeah, um, JJK is on an unexpected, well, it was expected for the staff, so it's not like a production issue, I guess. It's just that I personally did not know that it was going to take a a month-long break between arcs. So uh, we won't have JJK to talk about until the end of the month. And so we'll be talking about other shows to kind of fill in. And Zom 100 is also uh, out because um, they are experiencing like production issues over there. So uh, I think that one is coming back this Sunday, right? The 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It'll be back the 13th. Um, and so we not didn't as get... bad as near. So not as bad as near. And hopefully this fingers isn't, crossed. you know, fingers crossed it doesn't bleed into the rest of the season. We've got a column up on uh, uh, this week, an anime column up about production delays kind of jumping off of this and whether this is sort of the, like the new normal, unfortunately. Um, but we didn't get to talk. We weren't here last week because Jackie was at Evo. So she was in Las Vegas. That looked pumped. I have never been to Evo. I did not know the Dude. crowd was that intense. Um. Honestly, like you all know, I host esports events for a living. Um, so like I've done like a ton of first person shooter ones, and like I literally did like the Super Bowl for Rainbow Six Siege, yeah. and um, the fighting game community that arena, like it was fully packed and sold out. Like the arenas yeah. that I've 
when I've done stuff for Rainbow Six Siege, it was like it was a big crowd, but it was probably like half full. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to see, I don't know if you saw the videos at all I that did, I shared, yeah. but like there were it was packed like every seat was filled and they were like so reactive and like communicative by the way there's these kids skateboarding outside of my window and like i'm so possessed to be an old lady and be like you keep it at town down there you gotta do a sure you can what's that racket down there and i'm like wow jackie like the fact that you even thought to do that to them while they're like enjoying a beautiful day but um <laughs> If you hear skateboarding, I'm sorry. I'm trying to mute myself as much as possible. Yeah. But there's literally like five of them having fun outside my yeah. window. So, uh, Jackie, was that Eva? Was that the one where the PS5s were were melting the fight sticks from how hot it was getting? Or is that a different event? Is that what happened? I did not know about that. Um, uh, I just read I mean, the I other was... day that they were getting so hot that like the USB uh connectors were like melting inside of the ports or something oh, oh wow. wow yeah i did not yeah. know about that but um all i can say is like it was a wonderful introduction to the fighting game community and it just like kind of made me fall in love with a lot of the games that i like i grew up with street fighter and mortal kombat but now i'm like super excited for the mortal kombat reboot and then street fighter 6 um they have like this kind of like ability i guess you could call it where you can put it on modern gaming mode so like if you're i'm not good at doing combos i don't know about y'all but like that's why i've stayed away from fighting games because it's like you know like doing all those combos and memorizing that strategy that's like a huge investment in time you know but apparently mm -hmm. i'm a button masher <laughs> yeah I, modern gaming mode is supposed to have some easier access and and okay. i think you can button mash and it like I don't know. It was funny because someone got into the top six with that modern gaming mode. And that was kind of like a, a big thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised that they allowed that. I, I was kind of, kind of surprised be... too. Because if you think about it, like, you know, there's these people who are investing so much time. And of course, their combos are much heavier if they execute it correctly. Right. But then also, like, we all know how fighting games can be. Like, if someone's just button mashing and just getting their hits in, like, even if it's not as powerful, like you're still taking life. You know what I mean? You can so, still get stuck, right? Like if you get in the coffin corner, corner. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was really cool. And I'm I'm now I'm like, I want Street Fighter Six, but I'm still playing Yakuza. So I don't know. What <laughs> Yakuza right? are you playing? I'm doing like a dragon. Um, I'm playing the the okay. latest one. So yeah. Um, but that game is amazing. Like literally, I'm just like how I I think I played earlier versions of it when i was really young and i just remember thinking it was like kind of silly but now that i'm like older like it is very silly it is fair. very silly but it's super heavy and dark too mm. like i don't know if y'all have did you guys play like a dragon or no i haven't i've played like, like a dragon but i've been playing through the whole yakuza series Okay, you guys should play. Like, literally in the first five minutes, there's this, like, little boy, and he's a giant scar across his face, which his mom gave him because she's, like, an alcoholic, and she's, like, greedy. Mm -hmm. And then you find out how this guy saves his son from the Yakuza, and, like, I literally was, like, crying. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I? And, like, and you see his development, and then he's not even the main character. Like, he's just, like, he's, like, the bad guy. And you're like... Oh exactly and you're like oh my god like i'm telling you right now like i thought it was just silliness and it was like super heavy so yeah oh wait like a dragon that's um Yakuza that's oh no i i'm in the middle of that one right now i'm sorry yeah i got it confused it's with, so um, good right i got it confused with the one that's where the historical one the maybe? historical one yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, what's the historical no, one like 
It's um, basically Yakuza with all the same like actors, but they're playing historical characters like in the uh, what Sengoku period. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like one, like one of like one of the characters from the Yakuza game, his same model, his same voice, the same attitude or whatever, is now Hajime Saito during the uh, Sengoku period. Or um, that's so cool. I want to yeah. play that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that Ooh, one's the- also called Like a Dragon, but it's got something after Like a Dragon. Because uh, like a, like a dragon is now the series title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, apparently yeah. in the U.S. they called it Yakuza, but in Japan they called it like a dragon. And then mm-hmm. now they've been like trying to like kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, super good. I'm I'm James. I wonder where if you're ahead of me or not. Like I'm 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 trying to think. I have like the cop. I have the homeless guy, and then I have like the girl who's a bartender. I'm in my party right now. <laughs> I have them. Do you... Just saying that out loud, I was like, yeah. "That sounds so cool." She's my favorite character too. I love her. She's the bartender. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I've like we've gotten to know her a little bit, but she hasn't done anything where I'm like in love with her. But um, they're all great. Like Lindsay, you would love it because they're like all in their early forties. Yeah. And like we're still relevant. We're still <laughs> we still got it. Like, and yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I think like, you know, obviously we're not that old yet, but I think it's just like, we're getting there as I like, I, this little skateboarder kids outside. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, a reasonable amount of time into the, the sweet shop management mini game. Like I did because my, okay. I don't think I did that mini game, but there was a mini game. No, that's the mini game. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? And my boyfriend is like, Oh, hold on. And then he like made a chicken, the head of the management team. And then he made me yes. all this money. And I was like, what are you, what is even, <laughs> Lindsay, I'm telling you right now, it's just so absurd. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I think um, you and Matt would like love it. It's kind of like a good, a good couple game. Like you can just like bounce back and forth, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, we digress. Um, yeah. We have a lot of anime to talk about. So we do have a lot of anime to talk about. Um Let's first, let's talk about Vinland Saga. So we published today, uh, there's an interview up on Anime News Network with the creator of Vinland Saga, Makoto Yukimura, and he talks about a lot of different things with um, our freelancer, Kalai Cheek, but also uh, specifically about violence and what what role violence plays in his series. Um, I especially want to hear from Jackie and James about this because you guys have watched all the anime that's come out so far. And we know that there were complaints about the second season because there wasn't as much action or, you know, like big fight set pieces in it. You know, Thor, um, Thorfinn's like a broken down guy. He's He's been enslaved. He's working a farm, um, meets his best BFF forever while he's working there Hell, sort of thing. Yes, he does. But yeah, um, that guy's so sweet. It's all anyway. about trying to kind of, break the cycle of violence which i think is a really like amazing theme to put behind a series that's about vikings which you know their reputation specifically yeah. is about being these pillagers and conquerors and a war-based society um and he specifically in the interview uh bull says if you know if you're reading my manga for the violence um, I probably won't be able to meet your expectations. That's not what it's about anymore. And you should read Attack on Titan instead. And <laughs> he goes further also to say um, that this really like kind of strong pacifist point of view where he says like if his government or if a government told him he had to go to war that he wouldn't do it. He would rather go to jail. And if people would 
um, not abide by their governments when they tried to make them go to war, we wouldn't have war anymore. Um, which is, you know, it's just, uh, it's always really refreshing when we get to do an interview with someone who is willing to talk about kind of like more naughty as in knots uh, issues uh, yeah. and, and really like express a strong viewpoint on that. So I wanted to, you know, you guys both really liked season two. Dude, um, this, this article the, or just the, the, TikTok or video that we shared on Twitter alone has like almost 2000 likes. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what? Okay. Well here, I'll get right into it. Okay. Um, I love, uh, Sinan and Shonen. I love violence. Um, but what I love more than anything is a great story. Right. And I think what's so great about Vinland Saga is that there was this young man who like really only knew violence. He saw his like father killed in front of him. And then mm -hmm. he was forced to be raised by the man who murdered his father and forced him into being a warrior. And all he knew was like hatred and killing and killing. And then he became a slave and he literally just like shut down in ways. Right. But in really, but what you find out is that he was just so strong that he was like, he could have killed everybody. Like, yeah. He could have gotten his freedom. But then I think he was just like, this existence on this farm and dealing with like a little bit of nonsense every now and again is like a piece to me that I can't, I can't leave, you know? Yeah. And um, like, you know, I love violence, but like when there's a story that's heartfelt and it's just speaking truth, like uh, Lindsay, you've convinced me many times to fall in love with Shoujo because of that, just because if it's a good story, it's a good story. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know when I was watching I and maybe I'm gonna get some hate for this. I always thought season one was meh. It was oh, like yeah? very demon slayer to me. Like I was like, we're following a formula here that I've already seen, you know. Like it wasn't like I'm I haven't seen this before. I was like, okay, this is like chill, right? Yeah. Um, but it was like it was like demon slayer to me. Like, did I want to keep up on it? Yes. Did I think it was entertaining? Yes. But was it the best anime I've ever seen? No. This second season, I didn't even really notice the lack of action because I was just so intrigued with like with Thorfinn trying to sort out like his mental trauma and and then honestly like help these other people around him in a nonviolent way. It was like and that was compelling enough for me. Um, and honestly, some of the some of the scenes with Thorfinn where he is haunted by his past were just like like that was my violin. Yeah. That was violent enough and like dark and gory enough for me. I mean, Lindsay, I think James and I told you about it. Like literally he has the corpses of all the people he killed, like literally clawing at each other to try to get to him. And they're building this like human zombie mound. And he's like oh, hanging wow. from a cliff and they're all just like tearing at each other to get to him. And then they start like pulling him down. And then his uh, father's murderer slash, mentor Uncle. to him who really <laughs> yeah. wasn't a mentor is like kind of like laughing and ridiculing him the whole time but also like rooting for him it was just like a very like emotional emo like you're just pulled in so many different directions yeah. Yeah. And I, thought it, I thought it was honestly like one of the best um anime scenes i've seen like period like i thought it was like up it would be like it could be in my top 10 maybe even my top five like i thought it was so 
haunting and just sad, you know? So I don't, it's just interesting to me. Cause like, uh, I thought season two, it, it did have some gore and some violence, obviously not on the scale of season one, but like, violence is I, I don't want to say violence is cool like that <laughs> but um i mean like obviously i find uh like action and violence entertaining but it's very one note after a while and i found season one very one note whereas like for me i felt like this was i was constantly just like oh my gosh like how is he gonna get out of this and like how are his friends gonna get out of this and you know i was just like worried about them and then yeah. Knute shows up and then you're just like in you're seeing Canute's evolution when Canute was like this meek, mild person. And then now he killed, I mean, spoiler alert. I don't want, is, is it okay to spoil here or not? I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. He kills his own brother. He poisons his brother to death slowly. It's like, oh, well, I was going to say, this is like he, Hamlet shit. And then I remembered yeah. that I remember that Hamlet is actually based on, Okay. Is it, it really? Okay. Yeah. 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 It's originally and, based on an, a, a, a Nordic story. So, I mean, and his, his brother did nothing yeah. to him. Like, it was like they were going to like split stuff up and it was going to be and cool. He wanted and all and of he it. Was yeah. So greedy. He like literally slowly poisoned him to, de to death. So it looked like an illness. And, and his dad's dead. His dad's like, head which haunts him it was like mocking him the whole time and i was okay, just like, so oh my God. exactly hamlet now yeah yeah yeah, okay. very, yeah. 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 and so um i don't know i just thought that like for me it was really it, i don't think that vinland saga season two is the best anime i've seen i don't think it's in my top 10 but i thought it was probably one of the better anime i've seen in a while and like i said like that that scene from season two will like I'll always really like that scene. Like mm -hmm. that'll be like in my top 10 for anime scenes. So there, there, that's my take on it. Like, but I don't really know like how anime viewers are now. Cause people love demon slayer and I find demon slayer super mid, but like demon slayer has a massive following and you know, uh, my hero academia, which I think has really gone downhill, which honestly, though, my hero academia is falling. I feel like it's kind of like cracking a little bit, to be honest. But I don't know. It's just like if people want that, there's definitely anime out there like yeah. that. And that's why I think it was kind of funny because he was like, well, go, go watch Attack on Titan, <laughs> like, which I think is like hilarious. Yeah. Like, most people you think they'd be like, no, stay and watch my show. Da, da, da. But he was like, nah, like, that's not what you're going to get here, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I could go on and on. Yeah. I, I want to hear James' take, but that's that was my thoughts. So, yeah, I mean, I for me, I think Villain Saga season two is is absolutely in my personal top ten. Um, I think every almost every day that goes by, when I think about how, just how, the the run of basically perfect episodes that that season has um, is almost, I, I can't even really think of a show that I've seen in recent memory that comes even close to that uh, yeah. level of, of quality. And I think in the interview, the thing that really stuck out to me the most was a, just like you guys are saying, um, this, his convictions, like this is, this isn't just a manga that he wrote because he wanted to, uh, you know, get famous or make a bunch of money. He's like truly trying to communicate a message that he thinks the world needs. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's something that he, um, has not only like really injected a lot of his own personal beliefs into, but um, I think at the very end of the uh, of the interview, he um, he makes a point to say that the one of the things he's the most proud of was that um, 
it was a story that took a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what has made probably a lot of the, a, a lot of the viewers that have complained about the pacing and the lack of violence angry. But what I think the fans of the show recognized makes it so special is that, um, I mean, even, you know, the very last episode of season one is called end of prologue, right? Oh, you have yeah. like 24 episodes of a show and uh, it just tells you to your face, like, the story hasn't actually started yet. This is all just <laughs> this is all just background information. This is, this is all context. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you yeah. get to the second season, and I mean, it's true. Where uh, I think I, I recall another interview I read where the author talked about how he initially wanted you know the story to start with Thorfinn as a slave, mm -hmm. and because that was the story that he wanted to tell was the story of someone learning to overcome their violent past and to to see the the world for what it was and to strive for something better. And his editor said, no one's gonna read that. Um, you need like, <laughs> no one's gonna read a story about a depressed, traumatized slave boy. Like you need you need to give them something to hook them. And yeah. he said, all right, fine. I guess I'll, I'll tell a big epic story about his Viking battles. But when you get to that story and you've gotten invested in Thorfinn's character and you've gotten invested in this world uh, and uh, just the, the tone of it, uh, it is so obvious that this man, it 100% believes every single word that he is writing, every single image that he's drawing. And, you know, Mappa was uh, able to translate that so well into animation because when he says, like, I would rather go to jail than hold a gun, I 100% believe him. Yeah. Because the show, it's not just, it's not just like with Attack on Titan, right? Which is also anti-war, which a lot of people conveniently forget mm -hmm. but that shows very much like war is bad because you know uh suffering and trauma and all that stuff and not to say that any of that's untrue but villain saga is so much about like exploring not only like why individuals become violent or become unhinged or become you know betray their own ideals but it, it explores why the world rewards people for doing that Mm -hmm. You know, um, you mentioned, Lindsay, just a couple minutes ago that it's so funny that this whole story is based around um, a, a Viking and, and furthermore, like a, a real historical Viking. Obviously, yeah. this is a very fictionalized version, but, he, you know, Thorfinn was a real person. And, you know, a lot of Viking cultures were built up around like his his legends. Yeah. And in the show itself, there's there's like a whole episode where uh, Thorfinn's um, the people around Thorfinn are like, it's kind of weird that you of all people have decided that violence is bad. <laughs> Thorfinn's like, it's true. I'm not a very good Viking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just so thoughtful and so well-written. And I, I, I just have so much respect for this guy because he is, um, I mean, it's like Jackie was saying, it, it's a story that is so powerful in its convictions and so clear with its purpose that I, I don't understand how you could watch it and be bored. Yeah. Like truly I don't. Like it's some of the most riveting television I've ever seen. And so to like say, oh, there's not enough people getting stabbed. I'm so bored. Like I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, maybe, you know, as more and more people sing the praises of the show, maybe folks that were initially um turned off by the drastic shift in pacing would be more inclined to to go back and give it another shot because it really is um it's an all-timer. It, yeah. it truly is. Yeah. Um, I did some, like, I went through a, like, reading about Viking history sort of 
phase at one point. This is mostly because uh, my oldest son is named after Eric the Red because he also has red hair. And this was, again, like something I was sort of into at the time. And um, I can't remember if it was Eric the Red himself or um, one of his product, uh, family members or something. Uh, definitely killed a couple dudes over a shovel. Like, it was, like, that kind of thing. Like, neighbor stole a shovel. Um, neighbor had slaves. So he went over there and killed two of the slaves to get a shovel back, which then, I think, got him exiled um, or started, like, a small blood feud. It was all... The point is, it was all over a shovel. Like, this was kind of, yeah. like... This is how that society operated. Like, someone stole something from you, so you went over there and you killed them and took it back. Even though, I don't know maybe shovels were harder to come by at the time probably required i mean you had to think like you had to go I to mean, the black to get them to yeah. make it and you know like you it was kind of like how back in the day in the like in the wild west if you stole yeah. someone's horse that was like a hanging offense because oh yeah yeah those are you know the horse right yeah you need those but still it's a shovel that seems a little <laughs> you <extreme. need> those. <laughs> yeah yeah same same idea yeah um it's yeah, brilliant. Just, it's so yeah. good. Lindsay, I can't wait for you to catch up. I feel like as soon as you start, you're just going to like binge it because it's yeah. really good. Yeah. I need to just like sit down and watch the whole thing on Netflix because it's all it's all there. Maybe binge it in like a few sessions because it gets very heavy. Yeah. 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 It's, not an, it's not an easy watch. It's like one of those where like, I don't know about y'all, but like there's some movies I know I'm like, that was really, really good. But like, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. Yeah. It's going to make me feel bad. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel that way. Yeah, I do. I, yeah. I def yeah. I've never watched Black Swan again either. Amazing movie. I've never watched yeah. it again. Like Darren, yeah, Ar Ar I always mess up his last name. Ar 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 uh, Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Thank you. Yeah. Aronofsky. Yeah. Like his films, but usually only watch them once. Same with like Lars von Trier. Oh, yeah. Really if, if you even want to go there, you only need one, you know. One you mean you don't, you don't rewatch the Nymphomaniac duology uh, every no. Christmas? I do not. I do not. Oh, um, I that was like a tradition that people had. <laughs> people just had, no, just your house. Yeah, no, I, I watched <laughs> Antichrist once and I was like, okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. There are a couple of scenes in that movie where it's got I, Willem yeah. Dafoe in it. Like, it's, you know, I love Willem Dafoe, but holy shit, you know? Um, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just think that uh, James is right. Like, it's like, you'll watch it, but you're going to be like, wow, that was a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Watch it with ice cream, you know, because you're going to need some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ice cream is good. That is a good, that is a good remedy for the, uh, the unceasing suffering that plagues humanity. Speaking <laughs> of, un life, speaking uh -oh. of unspeaking suffering that plagues humanity, should we talk about the last uh, episode of Jujutsu Kaisen because we didn't get to uh, last week. Um, this episode was a lot, you guys. Um, Freaking ghetto school shooter manifesto, like God. Yeah, I, yeah it was. Um, you know what was? Is it not showing up for you guys? Mm -hmm. Or can you see the image? What is happening? Let's try that again. Um, the thing with ghetto. Like, I feel like the worst part of it is I kind of know exactly what happened. Like, his journey to where he ends up um, is just so 
Are we not going to have screen caps? Because Lindsay, are... I like sent you after I watched that episode. I sent you so many messages. You did, and I hadn't watched me. it yet. And I'm like, sorry, Jackie, I can't even read these. You know? Oh my like, god, sorry. But okay. I was like, I thought that you all were doing an episode last week when I was at Evo, and I watched yeah. the episode, and I was like, oh my god, you guys have to talk about all these points. Um, yeah. Not yeah. knowing. But yeah, I, I literally sent her like an essay and literally sent her <laughs> manga chapters and literally screenshots of, yeah. of the anime episode of his degradation into madness. Yeah. Um, because it's just like I think while you're trying to work on screenshots, I don't yeah. know if they're coming up or not, but like I think what was so interesting about this season so far is like, you know, obviously we want to see um Gojo Anonymy and like all of them when they're young, right? Right. And so we got to. And Gojo's like a punk kid, but we don't hate him, right? Yeah. But Ghetto was, like, very likable. Yeah. I, I found him, like, he's not, like, he's brooding, but he's not, like, Megumi, where you're kind of yeah. like, why are you emoed out and sad all the time? Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like a quieter guy. Yeah. And I feel like he's, like, principled. Like, he kind of doesn't like how Gojo's always messing around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it's like, you liked him. Like, I mean, I liked him. I just thought he was he was more disciplined he took it seriously and um you know he really was just like a cool dude like i liked ghetto and then it was like he and he stood so like he wanted to complete their missions and do a good job and he was very disciplined and i i like that about him too and then he has that amazing emotional moment with that blue-haired girl where she's like well are you all going to are you all going to kill me now? And he's like, unalive me now. And <laughs> yeah. he was like, no, you know? <laughs> and then he, and we all know how heartbreaking that was. And I think that, and this is what I sent to Lindsay. This was the degradation, right? Because yeah. Megumi's father is, you know, he has no sorcerer abilities, right? Like he, he technically was a part of the family, but he doesn't have like those special abilities. Right. Yeah. And so, and he kind of was like teasing Megumi the whole time that like he was beating him. And so I think like Megumi. You mean Ghetto? Or Ghetto. I think Ghetto um, being so young and impressionable, watching that girl die in front of him. And then also like he, you know, he told him that he'd killed Go unalive Gojo at that time too. Yeah. So I think it was just like. It was just like so much to process. And then the whole time, what's his name? Is it to what's Megumi's dad's name? Toji. 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 Sorry. I was gonna say Togi, and I was like, that's not right. Toji yeah. is just like so awful to him. And no offense, like Toji is not a great human. <laughs> like no. he's not, you know, like he's an awful father. He unalived a teenage girl. He does everything for money. He gambles. Like he's not a very great example of a human, right? Yeah. And so I think yeah. that it was like. I think Toji really that this whole this is where we see Ghetto degrade, right? right? And we see that he's like starting to crack. I'm trying to find like the stuff I sent to Lindsay because Lindsay and I talk so much that it's like buried now. So let me it's see like, if I can find the chapter. Yeah. But I think, um, oh, I was yeah. going to just add that. Like, yeah, I think that the Toji confrontation definitely like planted the seed for all of it, and it probably did. Um, sort of get him to reevaluate a lot of what he thought. He thought that, you know, he and um, Gojo were going to be these protectors. They were supposed to protect humans. And, um, you know, they were blessed with these powers that kind of put them in this position where they needed, you know, with great power comes great responsibility sort of situation. And then um, 
he starts to really question like why he has to do that. Humans don't appreciate what they're doing. Toji is horrible. And also like he, as you said, kind of shook up with what he assumed the power balance was, but also it's, um, it just seems like it's endless sacrifice for them. Right. Like we uh, forget the kid's name, sweet kid. He showed up with at the airport Uh, with Nanami. That was so sad. He shows up. I think high bar or something like that. Um, So. And he was Nanami's partner, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like Nanami's partner. Um, Just seemed he was a real like go getter. He was very idealistic. He was sweet to the point of maybe being naive. And they have that conversation. I think it was in a bus stop. Um, They're just sitting next to each other and they're talking and, and ghetto's already shaken by you know, having seen Rico's corpse and seeing uh, Nick brought up in the chat, a good point, you know, all those human cultists like cheering about the fact that they had successfully killed her for religious reasons. So, you know, that was enough to make Gojo want to just slaughter a whole bunch of people. And it was ghetto that talked him out of it. But even though he talked him out of it, I think he probably wanted to as well. Um, But then he has that conversation with Hybara and Hybara says, you know, says all these idealistic things to him. And we don't get like a ton of context, but he's dead. Hybara's, you know, Uh Hybara's gone. Um, Gatto kind of saw it come in that it would happen while he was out on the field because he was too sweet and he was too naive and his, he didn't think his powers were there um, to start with. Like maybe they just weren't that particularly exceptional despite how earnest he was. And so that, you know, tears his heart out a little bit as well. And, um, he, he gets resentful. And, you know, if I think about it, you kind of hear about a, simula- a s- situation similar to this. Again, it's wrong. So let me, like, start that off that, like, it isn't an excuse or anything. But, like, elder abuse is really common um, in human society. And a lot of that can stem from the stress of that particular job because a lot of times when people get elderly... They, there's a lot of care involved. Um, this might seem like I'm going off on a weird tangent, but there's there's a lot of care involved like for biological needs and things like that. And it, when you're dealing with people that have um, like dementia and whatnot, they can develop mood disorders. So they're not always very nice. And you mm-hmm. see this high stress level and then that leads into abuse. And it that the, it might seem like a weird parallel, but this that's kind of what this reminded me of is like, He's been tasked with taking care of humans that he feels don't appreciate what he's doing, don't deserve what he's doing, aren't don't treat him with the with the respect and or jujitsu sorcerers as a whole don't treat them with the respect and consideration that they deserve given everything that they're doing. And he just breaks. He just flips on it and just decides to go like whole hog evil. I think the last like the straw that broke the camel's back was when. He, the humans had locked up the two girls who had oh. the, ju- the jujutsu powers. And we've seen them in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. They show up in that. They're like teenagers at that point. One of them's got a phone out all the time and everything. Yeah. They're, they're cute, like sisters sort of deal. And it, I remember during the movie, it was like, why are, why is Ghetto like got these two kids? He doesn't seem like someone who would uh, have the patience to like yeah. deal with teenage girl underlings. But now we know that he literally saved them from like torture and captivity from 
a village. Yeah, I actually, I think he's really nurturing. Yeah. I actually think Ghetto is like, he, like, we saw he is a nice person. Yeah. And I think that he saw those girls, and I think that, and I think he was still pretty nurturing with them, even when we saw him in the movie. Yeah. I think that, I don't, like, it's just that, like, I think he is so convinced of his cause. Like, literally, his interaction with Gojo when they're walking through the shopping center, like, yeah. he is just, like, it's, like, I don't know. We we know he's evil and he's wrong, but it's like you can tell like in his mind he is so convinced he is right. You know what I mean? Like he, it's not well, like we also don't want to forget too that like Oh, this whole interaction with this girl. Don't even yeah. get started. Yeah, I was girl. like, why is this girl feeding him this? Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh this my is God. how radicalization happens, though. I mean, mm -hmm. like, not exactly. But you you have someone who's gone through all this trauma and they're like doubting um, institutions of authority and all those other sorts of things. And then you just have someone kind of slip in there and be like, well, I mean, aren't you actually better than everyone else? If we just got rid of all these people that are causing you problems, then um, everything would be better. And then suddenly, you know. Well, it's worth pointing out that, I mean, not, not only is there that resentment from you know, being so powerful and, you know, burdened with this, this, this task that uh, so often ends with horrible and timely death. But in this particular instance, the cause of all the cursed spirits and stuff that the Jujutsu sorcerers have to fight are the regular humans. Right. It's their fear, their anxiety, all of those negative emotions that end up leaking out into the world and becoming these, these monsters. And so it, it, you can also kind of see this twisted logic where he's like, all we're doing is protecting humans from themselves. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not even like, you know, you can see how you could get this idea where it's like, it's not like, you know, humans are like that, these helpless creatures from his perspective, because they're the ones whose negative energy is seeping out and, and, and turning into the stuff that's trying to destroy them. And he has to um, eat that stuff a lot of the time too. And I yeah. feel like his absorption of all the curses and whatnot, like that, I feel like that's got to mess you up inside to some degree. Like it can't just be. Probably literally. Know. Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I have to imagine it like does some damage to your soul. Eating yeah. All I that. think, I think he just, I felt like it was just the perfect, which we like, this is what happens to people. It's the perfect storm, right? Yeah. So it's like, he's got Gojo, he's his buddy. They have this nice little rivalry friendship going on, you know, mm -hmm. and they're like going through it together, right? Then they have this this girl, you know, and I think Gojo kind of had a crush on her. I think Ghetto really cared about her. And then literally, Gojo did not watch this girl get yeah. unalived right in front right of, yeah you know what i mean and like and also i hate to say this but gojo's a little like emotionally unavailable and like has his own issues we love gojo but like let's i think yeah. ghetto is a lot more vulnerable and a yeah. lot more I, I don't know i think he just takes things heavier than gojo does right mm -hmm. and so he sees that right and then he also thinks that gojo's been unalived by toji and then toji keeps on saying and i found the quote it's from chapter 73 it's also i think like episode five or something but he literally says but you guys with all of your blessings lost to a monkey like me who can't even yeah. use jujitsu you know right and, yeah. um and he's just like i think that's like it's just it's like just another like dig in inside of him, you know. And then do you think? Do you think when Ghetto like uses that phrase, like calls people monkeys, he's 
he I mean we've interpreted up to this point that's like his his insult totally for from, humans totally but Toji. I kind of feel like on a deeper 100%. level it's just him being angry at Toji for killing Rico every 100%. single time yeah and it's I projection. think that it's a projection and I think it's like that whole situation like just jarred him so badly and he's so mad that he did not have control over it and I think he's just like kind of obsessing over it so now he doesn't want like any Toji mm -hmm. to exist. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, I Which is I crazy because there's awful sorcerers too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think he's just so blinded by his rage by that. But I also want to add, so then, so then we see Toji, right? And then Gojo and him start getting separated. Remember they say that at the very beginning of the episode that they're not doing stuff together. So now he's getting isolated and lonely, mm -hmm. just dealt with all this trauma. This girl comes up to him and like puts all this stuff in his head. I just think it was like, he literally was just in this incredibly vulnerable spot. Just hit, And then he sees the little girls when he's out on his own and he doesn't have like Gojo to kind of bounce up. Because Ghetto and Gojo bounced off each other. They're young, you know? And so like they would, you know, be like, how do we approach this? This is what we're going to do, whatever, you know? And so I think he was there by himself. He's pissed off at Toji. He doesn't have Gojo to be like for a while now, right? Because it said that they were doing things solo for a bit. And he's just like, F it, I'm going rogue. I don't have anybody anyway. And I'm tired of these people. You know what I mean? And then it just, and then it's over. Yeah. And then he's, and then the craziest is like, he and Gojo try to meet up. And Gojo, I felt like, was like, yo, dude, like, what's up? Like, let's go back. You know what I mean? Like, very, yeah, I want to discuss it. I want to discuss that, but first I want to let James get like, okay. to the point that he wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, sorry. I don't we... feel like James has said his piece, but anyway, oh, perfect um, storm. What was I saying? Um, oh, the, I, I think it brings it back what, what we were all just talking about. The um, the fact that, uh, what's her name? Um, the the, the, the blonde lady that accidentally oh, Yuki. radicalizes yeah. Yuki. Yeah. Um, she, she does point out because... Um, uh, Ghetto even he, he even has that moment. It's almost like a cry for help, right? Like yeah. that that moment where he's he's trying to like express his own um, fear or his own struggle with these feelings because he talks about how there's a part of him that truly does want to protect and love and care for people, um, including humans, and there's the other part of him that's starting to see them as just worthless, pathetic monkeys that don't deserve to be protected. And she kind of points out like the thing about that is like you can have these ideas in your head you can have this anger you can have this frustration that's normal what you have to do is you have to make a choice yeah you can either choose to see humans as you know pathetic and worthless and 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 despicable or you can choose to uh you know believe in those higher virtues and the whole calling people monkeys things almost it almost makes me feel like it reminds me of the ways that like all, all sorts of people, um, whether, you know, for good reasons or not, whenever they have to like commit violence against another person, uh, like in war or mm -hmm. what have you, they, they will intentionally dehumanize their, yeah. their enemy. And it's like an active choice. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an active choice. Like they have to constantly remind themselves, these are people, these are monkeys. Right. Yeah. And if you do that enough, mm -hmm. that makes it easier to commit the kinds of atrocities that he shows himself to be capable of of committing uh, yeah. but it also i think makes it a lot more tragic because it still reminds us that it's not he's not some whacked out saturday morning cartoon villain that just wants to be evil yeah um i think one of the most powerful lines in the episode is when gojo's like dude you said that we can't just go kill people for no reason 
we, yeah. we have to have a good reason. And Getter's like, I have a perfectly good reason. That part gave me a chill. It was just yeah. like, do, oh. you have any, do you have any screenshots from that interaction? Because, like, first of all, I thought that was a beautifully animated scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, just floored at how gorgeous it was and just just showing like the distance between them and I, I don't know it just was like really beautiful but yeah I was like I don't think Gojo realized what Ghetto was going through you know what I mean and then it's like crazy because literally he feels like he's talking to a stranger in that moment it literally makes me like sad to say that yeah, like, yeah. they don't even know each other anymore why yeah. are they so emotional about that yeah like, like they did not know each other anymore and it just was like so sad because they were they used to be best friends. And it's just like, I mean, this speaks for everybody. It's like Ghetto did not reach out for help. And yeah. he was like really struggling. We see that shower scene where you show yeah. him and he's like, yeah. he's obviously like in his own head. Yeah. And it's I don't think it's Gojo's fault. Gojo is just a different person than him, right? So Gojo yeah. defeats. Well, Tokyo. he's been out of Ghetto's life for like a year at this point. Exactly. Like Ghetto's yeah. been alone for a year. And that's a lot in that in teenage, like in teenage relationship. That's a long time. It's a long dog years. That's like dog years. That's like, yeah. Yeah. And he did not. The number of times I've seen a teenager, like over the course of a summer, become a completely different person. Yeah. You know, like a year is all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I I just, I also think just one other thing I wanted to add was that. Gojo did not is Gojo's a different person and he did not see what Ghetto saw. So he and he had no idea what Ghetto was going through. So he couldn't yeah. even support his friend because Ghetto wasn't even reaching out. And like they were separated, but I don't think I don't think Gojo and no offense, James, you can speak to this too, but these are like teenage boys, right? Like like Gojo wasn't like, yo, dude, like what happened? Like, what did you see? Like, what was you know, like I'm sure that he found out that girl passed away, but he didn't know that she was unalive right in front of him. And I, I don't think, think also I, I think that Gojo, this is me just totally like reading into it. It's not necessarily text, but I think that both of them dealt with Rico's death differently. Because yeah. I think that Gojo did kind of stereotypical throwing himself into work sort of deal where he started going off on all these missions, started doing it solo so no one else could die, right? It's just him. Mm-hmm. They don't say that as explicitly, but it's like, yeah, he ditched his partner because he didn't want to fail and then have his partner get killed. So he's off on his own um, trying to avenge Rico by killing all the curses that come up as much as possible and just... Uh, emotionally distancing himself from his best friend and so he wasn't there for ghetto to be having this like tumultuous internal struggle instead he feels abandoned by his best friend because he's not he's you know this horrible thing happened and now all of a sudden gojo's not around anymore he's left me behind sort of thing so as jackie was saying isolated and all those other sorts of things um but i don't think it's us i mean I feel like Gojo, it's not that necessarily Gojo was oblivious to maybe that something was going on with Ghetto, but I think he was also going through stuff. Going through. I mean, stuff. to his credit, he did die for a bit. <laughs> like, that is true. And, and I know yeah. he immediately comes back with like his big pirate moment, but I don't think it's unfair. And again, a lot of this is kind of unspoken, and, and maybe it would have been nice to like, see a little bit more of Gojo's perspective during that year. Yeah. Um, just for like that a- additional context. But I think it's it could also be very easy to assume that he's probably, um, you know, the idea that he's 
so obsessed with like getting stronger and and being mm -hmm. like the guy. I, I can understand like why he would maybe be obsessed with that if his thinking is if I if I don't get stronger next time I'm not coming back, right? Yeah, next or time I might not come back, or more people might die, or all those other sorts of things. Yeah, because I mean, Rico dying was like a huge failure for a guy who thought he was you know, jujitsu. He probably Jesus. blames himself. Like he probably yeah. specifically thinks, yeah. I literally failed. I died. I was supposed to be the strongest one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then and he so, promised, you know, he promised her that she'd be safe. And you know what, what else is interesting was that interaction between them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what was said exactly, but like, felt like he was going to help ghetto. He kind of, they kind of helped ghetto get away though didn't they like i, I agree but I gojo think, and I think, um I, I always forget her, I forget name. her name they totally knew totally. that he killed over 100 people yeah like but they i think knew that it. they're they're teenagers and they just are don't know how to take it seriously like no. i just don't i don't think gojo now has to take anything seriously i don't that girl's never showed to be super serious and i think yeah. that she's they were just kind of like i think they both assumed he was just like get, like gojo's literally like okay dude i found you time to go in you know like he literally yeah. was like did not think ghetto was gonna be like yeah no and but ghetto says something to him like i forgot what it was exactly i wish i could remember but it was kind of like you're not like everyone thinks you're the one but like yeah. anyone could be the one or something like that and i was just like and i think that i think gojo was one and like insulted his friend could, would even think to say that to him and then two just like that was kind of a, a threat from ghetto kind of was yeah. like no like <laughs> you think you're all that and everyone's been telling you you're all that but like i i can be you and yeah. like i forgot what he oh, was oh i know what conversation you're talking yes. about yeah now he yeah where he basically called gojo out for being full of himself he's like the yes. only reason you're saying this to me now is because you're so sure that you could beat me yeah yes. but i'm telling you that i could beat you so, oh my god, he's giving you know, chills. Like, like F you. It was literally like I was like, and I think Gojo was honestly. You you say he just let him go. I think Gojo was just like, what just happened? Yeah, it might he have was been. like, yeah, like you said, it was one. He was like, Ghetto just told him you're so full of yourself, and then he was like, and Gojo, you ain't like, yeah, I I can yeah. be as good. Like the whole, honestly, I'm getting chills. Well, he also like, knows that if if he tried to stop him, he would have to kill him. Right. Right. Like it, it's, it's, it, it's not a matter of, oh, like I, I'm going to bring you in and we're going to try to fix you. Like, I think that conversation really show Gojo or he, Ghetto basically says like, look, um, I would perfectly understand if you killed me. Like, that's a good reason for you to fight, but that's what this is. Like, yeah. we're not both getting out of this. Yeah. And I think Gojo in that moment, like I, the reason that he lets him go is he doesn't want to kill his best friend and doesn't know what to do. I think, sad I think he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I think he, well, I, I agree. I, it's actually both, like James, yeah. 100%. Like, he's like, I don't know what to do. My best friend just told me, like, I'm arrogant, told me yeah. he's just as good as me, and told me, like, he's not going to go back and listen to the higher-ups that we've always listened to. And now he's, like, just not even, he's not even my best friend anymore. I think that was the yeah. saddest part of that whole scene was that like, they do not know each other anymore. They don't mm -hmm. have a connection anymore. But you can go back and watch uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and the very end, you know, like spoilers, I guess for anyone who hasn't watched it, it's streaming on Crunchyroll if you didn't catch it in theaters, right? Um, you know, Ghetto is defeated at the end of that 
and he's like lying in an alley and the only person there like to hold his hand while he dies is, is gojo so even after everything right so why would they make that movie before we see this <laughs> like it, i'm not gonna like we so, like tell me all when you watched the movie you were like ghetto's cool and all but like yeah what's the big deal and now it's like now i'm like oh my gosh like it does know. make me want to go back and rewatch zero because i i will admit one of the i like zero a lot but i didn't have that like emotional investment because 100%. it was uh you know new protagonists um we knew the uh we knew um like panda and them but, yeah you know it was very much like its own little story at that point ghetto's whole deal was still very ambiguous and vague yeah. Um, and I, I really do think going back to watch it now, knowing what we know about the relationship would make it hit a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, guys, we're starting to run out of time, but we promised oh people Undead Murder Farce. So I feel like we got to like quickly like shift into gears here to talk about Undead Murder Farce. Uh, I don't have screen caps to go with this. Jackie, were you able to catch up on or watch the first arc of it at least? Yeah, I'm all caught up. Okay. Um, Phantom's been introduced, fabulous. Lupin's yeah. introduced, fabulous. Uh, the this is a really fun anime. It's um, like cool to see all of these like really cool like I guess monsters. Yeah, monsters yeah. from um, from stuff I've read and watched and and in this form. Uh, and I really like the girl and the guy, and they have like a really good like you know they're funny. The maid is great. I love yeah. the maid. Ooh, so um, have we got into the second arc now. Are we past yes. the vampires? Yeah, we're, we're past, past vampires. vampires, and we're into Sherlock. Now. Yeah, Sherlock. Oh, the detectives are here. Yeah. They're like, is he, is he um, hot or is he old Sherlock? He's an older he's Sherlock, but he's like, you know, he's like a respectable. To be honest, late forties, fifties. So I mean, I would, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay. but then, but then he's got like Lupin and Phantom right. to compete with, who are like ridiculous good looking, and the the, the blue haired guy's really attractive too. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. is it Phantom of the Opera there now? Yes, yeah, Phantom's Phantom there. of the oh, Opera, and he's very up. good looking. He's, he's very like, good looking. Very His yeah. name is also Eric with a K, like from the novel, and he has teamed up with. Lupin, who's a werewolf, I'm assuming, is who may be a werewolf. I'm who's not a sure. thief? He's a and thief. That would be a funny. Would be I a just funny assumed he was a werewolf. Maybe he's not. He also There's... had a shirtless scene, and he was like ripped. So I was like, "Oh, this guy's got to be a werewolf." But maybe it was just me. <laughs> no, I think he's just regular ripped because he does fencing and all those other kinds of oh, stuff. Never mind. But the item, the item that may be stolen, has relevancy to werewolves. So there is like a werewolf element going on, but we don't necessarily know if anyone who is specifically a werewolf. I mean, that'd be a funny pun, like Lupin, the name, like that. Would yeah, be yeah. Yeah, they could still do that. Why didn't I think of that? Oh man. So yeah, um Jackie, can you refresh us like really quick on the on what's going on with Sherlock and Watson and, and all that? I'm trying to think. Honestly, I kind of like had it on in the background, but all I remember was like they're all trying to help this old guy who was a part of the 80 days around the world. Remember, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Penultimate diamond and it's really yeah. cool looking diamond and uh lupin oh, the, the character from the the, the novel yeah, yeah. and his last name is fog yeah phineas fog yeah yeah he's in it and as well. he's like an old dude and he's just like trying to protect this crystal and then um there is like all but these lupin detectives. and the phantom are trying to steal it yes and there's all these detectives that are helping mr fog 
protect it from Phantom and um, Lupin. Yeah. And because Lupin's supposed to be like the thief. best. My God. Yeah. Okay. And then Lupin's supposed to be like the okay. best thief in the world. But then, yeah. like, literally, there's all these shenanigans, James. There's yeah. like, literally the woman the they lose her head, head for a little while yeah. they lose her they lose the head she gets run over by a car and regenerates oh, no. and like yeah, like a it's melon just that bizarre. Gets split in half and then comes so this back is together. this is my thing with this series i'm not like hooked on it like yeah. it's not like i'm like oh i want to see what happens every episode but i caught up because i knew we all wanted me to and i wanted to see phantom yeah the animation is so good though yeah like the characters are so beautiful like yeah. there was this girl in the last one with the red hair and the top hat and she yeah. like smokes a little like cigarette on a stick thing and i was yeah. just like this woman is is one of the most beautiful anime women i've ever seen in my life like yeah. she's just like her facial features are just like so dullish too like i don't know how to describe it like because there's like, a gorgeous. there's another group we don't really know everything about them yet but i mean they're led by moriarty and we're pretty sure moriarty is related to Aya's immortal status, right? Like he Do has a body. Now? Is that being uh, yeah, I mean he's got an M on his cane, and they've talked about him a little bit, and they'll like someone will mention Moriarty and then it'll like flash cut to the guy he's in the like, carriage with the cane. Like Mickey Rooney, you know, he was <laughs> Mickey on. Rooney, no. But he has an entourage, so it's not just him. Like there's a couple other one of them's Frankenstein's monster is there, no, and right. and I think Frankenstein himself, and another one I think is the lady that Jackie's talking about. I'm not sure who she is though. She is like part of the magicians group. Yeah. yeah. And I, when they show up, when Moriarty and, and them show up, she's like, oh, hello. Da, da, da. I don't know. Yeah. She's group. yeah. But um, it's cool. It's not like I'm not obsessed with it. It's a honest, very chatty series, right? Like there's, it is a lot of talking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When they were trying to figure out which vampire killed or unalived <laughs> whoever, I was like, this is way too much dialogue like it's just like i don't mind dialogue like yeah, said, yeah. Finland saga was a ton of dialogue but it was yeah. just like they were all like who done it like scooby-doo like it was like and then da, 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 did it with a candlestick and, da, da, exactly. and like, okay, cool. you're, you're not you're not disrespecting scooby-doo are you because no scooby-doo's Scooby-Doo's great i was obsessed with scooby-doo <laughs> but it's just a very much like scooby-doo format where it's like but it took two episodes yeah, like, and it was mostly cute. taking place Why? entirely in like the same dining room. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So that visually, that can. I mean, um, the director has done a lot of really great series, and he, I think he did his best to like liven up the the sequences in the dining room. You know, like sometimes the camera would switch to like Aya's actual perspective, mm-hmm. so like you actually had the bars like in front of her face, and it was um, what's her what's her boy what's her boy's name Su. Showstopper? Yeah, Showstopper. I think his name's Sugar. He would move the cage, rotate the cage so she could look at other people, but you would be from her point of view the whole time. Are are they still still cute as heck? Oh, yeah. They're so cute. But he lost her head in the most recent episode. She got swapped (laughs) out with a bird. And so he gets somewhere and it's a parrot. And they're like, what have you done? what you know the maid oh my gosh that was so really ridiculous mad. it was yeah. kind of nice though because it's been like kind of serious the whole time so i was like it was good that it like lightened up and stuff it, like that well it, what was funny about it is that the maid ended up uh running across lupin and the phantom and she doesn't know who they are but she's trying to recover aya's head and for whatever reason lupin's like oh because he's a gentleman because he's a gentleman thief right so he of course he's going to help her recover her lost um cage and it's not until like they get it that they're like wait 
you know, like Spider-Man meme sort of like pointing like, yeah. oh, it's you. No, it's you. And then he's like, bye. And that was kind of it. was kind of it. So it was. It sounds delightful. It sounds yeah, it was. Delightful. I need was. to catch up. I can't believe that we saw her head got run over by a carriage, though. Like that was it was pretty. Well, it's kind of one of those things where like when you. You know, when when you keep reminding us that like she's literally unkillable, immortal, like for real, yeah, you, you kind of have to like demonstrate it. I mean, I guess the fact that she's a talking head is perpetually demonstrating. But you know, like yeah, there's there's some fun stuff you can do with that, right? Which I mean, this says maybe more about me, but I was like, what if you dropped her in like a uh, an aquarium? Oh yeah, or like, what if you dropped her in a blender, which she's just like. <laughs> I went with the least gory route for that, you know? I was just like, well, would she be perpetually drowning forever if someone just, like, lobbed her head into a body of water? And it's like, I mean, I still don't know how she talks. She doesn't have lungs. That's, yeah, kind of a bit of uh, fiction, like, suspension of of belief, I guess. I'm just imagining the version of the show where it's just her, like, going, bad, 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 like... Maybe, maybe it's no. I was gonna say maybe it's like how you play didgeridoo, and she's got like circular breathing going on, like in through the nose, out through the mouth, like constantly, and that's how she's able to talk. But I, I still don't think that's how that works. So, <laughs> yeah, her voice would have to be really breathy all the time. I need you to find the vampire. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm sorry for this. Um. <laughs> Uh, Nick has brought. I haven't seen Bacchano. Oh I have no words right now. It's, it's, sorry. Yeah, I, I was like, "What's a creative way to murder Aya?" And then this is how we got here. So it's my fault. Um, <laughs> Nick says she doesn't have lungs, so she can't drown. But then how did she fair? <laughs> fair, I guess. Yeah, I don't understand how it works. Uh, Dallas Genoar continuously that's drowning a, in re- the Bacano name. Oh, okay. Continuously drowning and re-drowning at the bottom of the bay because he's immortal. Wow, I need to watch Bacano, apparently. Ba- um, you know what? Um, it's been a hot some, minute. Yeah, Bacano is... Yeah, I've never finished it, but everyone always says great things about it. Yeah. But for some reason, I was getting Bacano vibes, but I forgot if it was this movie or, or if it was this anime or a different one. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's um, basically what's going on with that. If you like classic literature... Um, this is a series full of delights, basically. You know, um, the fact that Phineas Fogg is there it makes me unreasonably happy. I, <laughs> I watched James just—he's been grinning ever since I told him it was Phineas Fogg. He's like, I don't even <laughs> like that that book that much. I was just like, oh, that's a deep cut. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who wrote that again? Is that is that a um? That's a Verne. I do. Believe it's a Verne. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think, um, but no, yeah, you're right, Jules Verne. It, it was either going really high up in the sky or it was going really deep in the ocean or it was... if, Cap- if Captain Nemo shows up, oh my god, I'm gonna lose. It my is head. really cool. <laughs> like, like classical literature yeah. or showing up out of nowhere. It is good. Yeah. Really yeah. Freaking Dorian Gray, get Dorian Gray up in here. Yeah, Dorian Gray would fit perfectly. Dorian Gray would yeah. be perfect. It reminds me of Penny Dreadful. It's just like yeah. Penny Dreadful, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I really like Oscar Wilde, so that would oh my God, that would love please Oscar me. Wilde, yeah, it would please me. Uh, random fact: he yeah. went to jail for being gay. Just let everyone yeah, should know. Yeah, and he, he died in jail. Too. Did he die in jail? Yeah, I I did he? I thought he I died. He, from... 
No, I think he got out. Died. No, dude, I think he died in jail. I'm googling this right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. Where, like, where? I, a lot of people did die in jail back then. It's, yeah, it's hard to keep track. He died. In oh no, Paris. he was released. He died of meningitis. Yeah, he was only 46 though. Yeah, he was really young. Yeah, only had one child, I think. Um, he had a really hard life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so but I mean, clever though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his writing is amazing. I love his writing style so much. Mm-hmm. I always love. You guys his know style. that that Ernest is both a name and an adjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James. Thank you, James. For the that. importance of being Ernest. It's a pun because his name's Ernest, but very I'm like good. A, mm-hmm. a character level. He's an Ernest guy. Very, very good. Just, just go on. <laughs> Lizzie's just died. She's not here anymore. That. Maybe Ern- maybe Ernest will show maybe the Ernest will show up in the next Undead Murder Farts. There'll be like a a mix up. Yeah. Too funny. Uh-huh. You know what else? They don't have any Shakespeare in here. Do you think they're like but they're sticking maybe strictly with Victorian? It, it feels like Victorian, yeah. I know. I feel like um because I mean if you treated all those characters as yeah, that would get messy. That would get messy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe they if, like, with, if they were like Shakespeare has been a vampire this whole time, they could maybe throw him in there. But yeah. No. Well, yeah, I was gonna say Dracula is still sort of Victorian era too. But mm-hmm. I guess we could also get some a um Charles Dickens. Just you know, just some sad yeah. orphans or something, you know. Yeah. Oliver Twist. Ebenezer Scrooge, get yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge up in here. <laughs> he's got those ghosts. They got a self. It's true. Yeah, he's got ghosts. There we go. Do yeah. a Christmas special with Ebenezer Scrooge. Bring in the Muppets to make it. My even God, it's the only version of Christmas Carol worth watching, anyway. Yeah, um, anime, anime Christmas Carol. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm other- shocked I haven't done like a sexy ghost harem version of Christmas Carol, where it's like. <laughs> We're like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, like, are you talking about? And the 18 year old that's inherited his uncle's business, and he, you know, uh, oh no, this bank that I inherited from my grandpa is filled with all of these half naked ghost girls. Okay. Okay. And then we've got like the ghost of Christmas present and past and future, right? But they're sexy. That's it. By the way, I did not know. I did not know Zalm 100 was a live action before it was an anime. They they were made simultaneously, I think. And the Netflix movie is out this month. I don't know if it's out. I saw it yesterday and we started to watch it and I was like, what the so I was they, thinking about watching time. it while the anime is like on break. I was like, maybe I should just watch the movie because I think the yeah, movie it goes got Kensho in it. It honestly it moves a lot faster. It moves a yeah. lot faster. Does um, it cover the same stuff? Like, is it the same? Like, I only watched a little bit of it, but oh. I thought I so I thought that it was the that it came out as a live action before, and I just didn't know. But it, so it's they came out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I interviewed. Um, I'm gonna watch it to review it because I interviewed the uh, the lead actor at Anime Expo. Yeah, of the movie. Um, he's now that cute. It's, really yeah. sweet, really adorable, very much Akira vibes. Yeah. Um, but you see his rugby friend come in, and you see his like crappy workplace, and it's pretty. It's just like kind of like so similar. I turned it off. Like I was oh. like, 
okay. You know, I'm like, already watching know. this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I know that since it's out, it's not a spoiler anymore. There's a shark suit, the shark thing, you know, because you went to um, that activation they had for the series that had the shark. Jackie, do you remember? Yeah. 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 So that you shark. Seen the shark yet, though, right? Not in the anime, but it, it is in the live action. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys want to see a shark now, oh. you can just go watch the movie. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a deep cut to a. Not, that's not really a deep cut reference, but I wonder if that's a reference to Zombie, uh, the movie, um, the Lucio Fulci movie where a zombie fights a shark. I have not I like seen that, that movie, a... but I'm putting it right at the top of my list now. A zombie fights a shark in it. Is the shark also yeah. a zombie or is it like a regular shark? No, it's just a regular shark. Okay. I mean, now, it's warning, either way, but I just wanted to know. It's an Italian zombie movie. Oh, so okay. It's, so you know, it's sex. Yeah. No, well, well, it's it's I, the word "good" is a difficult word to use, and it's a different kind of good. Let's it's, call it. Well, good. what's that called? A uh, giallo, giallo, right? Giallo is a, a different thing. That's okay, like, it's not. Um, it's not one of those. Okay, that's where my yeah. that's where I went to when you brought up the. But it, it does have the it does have the dubbing same. The same oh. dubbing stuff, but it's more okay. of a. It's I'd say it's a lot trashier than what you might associate with like a Romero flick. It's a lot okay. more like C grade, good, but still, yeah. you know, kind of high art. Okay, you're <laughs> but you're watching it because a zombie fights a shark in it, and like yeah, it's cool. It's a six as a six soundtrack. Uh, uh -huh. A bunch of nasty stuff happens to eyeballs in that movie, <laughs> like real, real gross. Ooh, oh my god. Uh, no, no fish for James, but eyeballs are okay. As long as they're human eyeballs, yes. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no words. Um, is there anything else anyone, you guys are watching right now, anime-wise, new or old? Mm -hmm. no. I've been um, watching the, I've been catching up on the original Macross. Uh -huh. uh, shout out to Nick in the chat. I'm sure he's very happy to have another convert, but that show is super cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm continuing my slow but steady journey to catch up on reading uh, One Piece. Oh, okay. And I've, I've just God. met Chopper, who is my new favorite character of all time. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love him and everything he's like, about. I would like to watch One Piece. It's just, I don't know. It's just so daunting. Like whenever I try to, it just like, I, I just. Oh, I, no, I'm I'm reading it on the Crunchyroll app. I am not watching a thousand episodes of anime. That would you can yeah. read the manga faster. So yeah. it goes by faster and there's no filler or anything, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 The only like, manga I'm reading right now is Chainsaw Man, which so is good. so good. So good. So good. Uh, Poor Denji. He just can't keep those inappropriate 20-somethings away from him. He yeah. Needs to like... Let Dingy... Well, I mean, I'm Dingy also. I think that they're a good match, and I hope they end up together. But we'll... Look, anyone that writes impromptu love poetry on the spot about you yeah. is your soulmate. That's just the rule. So... It's just the rule. It's just the rule. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching... Um, I finally got a Blu-ray player for my bedroom because I didn't have one in there. I only had streaming. But I've been buying physical media more recently and so i'm now watching saint tail which is a magical shoujo series very sailor moon-esque beautiful backgrounds um fluffy uh no real drama or anything it's got a real catchy opening and ending song and it's like 40 something episodes i'm probably just gonna watch all that oh you're uh muted jackie i said i've obviously been watching the last boss queen because i'm doing the review yeah um and it's like the last episode was like really boring for me, which oh, is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's super cute and fluffy. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> sorry i'm like that was uh, i just sent you a screenshot um so yeah but it's been it's been cute and fun but like the animation is not great and mm -hmm. they have action scenes but i think i told you all it's like literally like didn't you say like there was, was an action scene and then they zoomed out? Oh yeah, and you know what? They did it again in the last episode. They literally were like, "We're gonna end in a sword fight again, and we're just gonna laugh, and you can hear the swords clanking, but we're gonna pan up to a window." They did the exact same thing. Oh no! And I was like, and then someone in the comments was like, you know, maybe they're just really sticking to the manga because apparently it's like very much like just like what they're seeing in the manga yeah but i was like okay but you but it's not good to more. do that you should yeah. have made it better yeah yeah I'm, uh yeah you should check out my reviews because it's my first review and that's the only thing that's really fun about it is i'm like it's my first review and i really yeah. love my little online community who like chimes in and talks to me about it and i wanted to say hi to them but oh i'm back on good maybe that was I, weird it was just glitching for a second but mm -hmm. yeah I don't know if I don't know if my last one's been posted yet or not though, but I try to write them the day of. So yeah, well, I'm glad that you're enjoying that. Yeah, I'm not reviewing anything this season, and I mean this season has been kind of lackluster. Someone in the uh, bacon in the comments wanted us to talk about vending machine. Has anyone is anyone up to date no, on vending? I machine? haven't watched one episode, and you know what's funny? <laughs> James is pouting, and he's got number one boxo stand. I know. It does, it does really fraud. bad in our rankings, though. Too, it doesn't do well in our rankings. I'm. I'm the so last I'm like, episode I saw was the one with um. Uh, it was after the fraud. No, it was oh, after, after the fraud. That. It was um. A, 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 does boxo? He gets like a. Is it like a pachinko thing or he does like a gambling thing? Oh no, he's introducing gambling to the car. Yeah, something like that. It was it was from before my trip. Okay. And I I think I'm like two or three behind. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's it's really funny. I okay. mean boxer is a good boy. Um not I, if I he's did... introducing gambling to the populace, James. That's not good. Well, okay. I mean, it's it, it, maybe he's gonna be the one that's actually like uh <laughs> you know. He's gonna be the one that's what? He's not like a whole casino. He can just be like a he can be just like a pachinko and, and <laughs> just the, just the one pachinko has a line going all the way around it. People are fighting each other and stealing little metal balls that they can't immediately turn in unless they Oh boy. Yeah. Yep. Sponsored by uh, Pokemon Pokemon J fan says this week in vending machine Boxo fought a crocodile with fried chicken. Well, now I have to watch it. Wow, I don't have any words. Uh, no real words. quick, uh, JB says, oh no, Honkai Star Rail claims another world. Hey, is anyone else playing Honkai Star Rail or is that still no, just me? I'm no, not, no, you know what's funny? Um, they just released Kafka, you guys, and she is, she is the best. So what is, so Ooh. how are Honkai Star Rail and Genshin Impact different? Because they're from the same creator. Honkai is turn-based, right? Honkai is turn-based. Oh, and then yeah. Genshin, you just like go up and hit them. I guess so. I I didn't play Genshin. Genshin's like uh, uh like Zelda. Um, it's not exactly like Zelda, but it's real time combat. Yes, special moves. It feels a lot like uh, Breath of the Wild ish. Yeah, everyone says it's kind of a copy, but that's okay. Yeah, there was. It's not yeah. a copy, but it's you know in the same like they hang out at the same local spots. <laughs> yeah. Say that. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. They're not oh. twins, but they're sisters. Yeah. Maybe. That cousins that cousins that look really similar. People oh always think God. they're sisters at like the family reunions. Oh, okay. 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 
Yeah. I haven't played Genshin, but I have played Honkai Star Rail a lot. And um, you don't need to, like, gotcha all your money into it. You don't even need to gotcha really any money into it. It's really it's really fair, I feel, to free-to-play. Um, mm-hmm. And the combat's really good, and the characters are really good. Story's actually really good. I, uh, there's a time when I was playing it, I was like, this is one of the best RPGs I've played in quite a while, as far as, like... Does it do that thing where you can only, like, play a certain amount per day unless you... No. Or... Okay. No. At least I never have reached a limit where it told me that. And there was a couple of days where I played it a lot. So I think I'll get it when it comes out on the PlayStation. That feels like a really good couch game for me. It is probably better with a controller. Like, which is funny. Whenever I do the surveys, they're like, "Uh, what controller are you using to play this on your mobile device? I'm like, none. I've never hooked a controller up to my phone. So I'm just playing with my thumbs and touch. I have a controller for my phone, but Genshin doesn't support it. So I kind of assume. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you might need a later, a relatively newer model phone probably for it. Um, but I, I'm not sure exactly what the limitations are. Okay, well, I think that about that about covers it for this week. We will be back next week, which is the 18th of August at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on X. Twitter. Twitter. I don't find us on Twitter. What are you even talking about? No. Yeah, I'm talking about Twitter. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Um, you can find us also on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Make sure to give us a like and a subscribe and, you know, recruit your friends and watch together. It's always more fun when we've got more people here to uh, talk anime with us. Uh, you can also find shorter versions of the podcast in some cases and also like every all the conventions and stories and things on all of our social media channels and the, uh, we're on Instagram reels, TikTok, um, again, Twitter. Um, and Jackie, did I forget anybody? YouTube, YouTube shorts. So, you know, head over there. Uh, we've got some really funny interviews with con attendees going up. We've got an inside look at the Junji Ito exhibit that was at um, San Diego Comic-Con. And we've also, we're still putting stuff up from Japan too. So, you know, just, Give that some shares, leave some comments. Um, if you tag me and you're nice, I'll get back to you. But only Yay. be nice. Okay. Yeah, bye, nice. everybody. Yeah, bye, everybody. See you next bye. week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.